0: Assalamu alaikum alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Welcome back to the Muslim Matters podcast where we discuss everything under the sun that affects Muslims such as faith, local and global politics, social media, sex education, civil rights, and family matters all coming from a traditional orthodox perspective Subscribe to our podcast and follow us online on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram on our handle Muslim Matters and check out our site daily at muslimmatters.org The Subway Tuna Conundrum by me, Mina Malik. I remember the time when asking the Subway sandwich artist to change their gloves upon taking my order was an anxiety-inducing moment for me every single week through high school. The dreaded eye roll or sigh of frustration from my dear sandwich artist was the sacrifice I had to make to ensure that trace amounts of haram meat, worst of all, ham juices from previous customers' sandwiches wouldn't contaminate my otherwise presumably halal seafood sandwich. As it turns out, however, according to a recently filed lawsuit, contamination of a Subway tuna sandwich may go a bit further up the supply chain than many of us previously assumed. The rest of this article will summarize the allegations of the lawsuit and then discuss A. The legitimacy of the allegations based on third-party investigations and scientific research B. Why this issue is important to Muslims And C. What we can do with this information First section, summary of the lawsuit. Two Californians have filed lawsuits against Subway this year alleging that Subway's so claimed, open quote, 100% real wild caught skipjack tuna regulated by the FDA, close quote, is, open quote, completely bereft of tuna as an ingredient, close quote. The plaintiffs Karen Denoa and Milima Amin collected 20 samples of tuna from 20 different locations in Southern California and then conducted testing at the Barber Lab at UCLA's Department of Ecology and Evolutionary Biology. The testing showed that 95% of the samples had, open quote, no detectable tuna DNA sequences, close quote, and that chicken, pork, and cattle DNA were detected in some samples. Section 2, a deep dive into the subsequent investigations and conflicting results. This lawsuit caught the attention of the New York Times, which started its own investigation. After conducting its own testing, the New York Times found, open quote, no amplifiable tuna DNA was present, close quote, and that they, open quote, could not identify the species, close quote, of whatever foodstuffs the samples contained. All testing of Subway tuna sandwiches hasn't yielded the same results, however. Testing done by Inside Edition did identify tuna within the tuna sandwich samples sent to Applied Food Technologies in Florida. In 30 DNA tests on 150 pounds of Subway's tuna, an AFT spokesperson said, open quote, in every sample tested, we were able to detect skipjack tuna, yellowfin tuna, or both species. Close quote. According to Seafood Source, AFT is equipped to properly identify processed tuna, whereas the other labs using PCR DNA testing may not have had the proper testing capabilities. USA Today has also questioned the validity of the New York Times' investigation. So what sense can we make from the testing conducted which couldn't find any tuna DNA in Subway samples? The New York Times' lab spokesperson said, open quote, there's two conclusions. One, it's so heavily processed that whatever we could pull out, we couldn't make an identification, close quote. This theory is in alignment with scientists who claim the PCR testing is much more effective in, open quote, non-processed tuna muscle, close quote, and isn't a reliable method to identify the tuna in the subway samples, which is canned slash process. See figure one in the article for more information. The New York Times' lab spokesperson's second conclusion, open quote, or there's just nothing there that's tuna, close quote. The plaintiff's testing from the UCLA lab suggests what might be in the samples. Their baffling testing results discovered, open quote, detectable sequences of chicken DNA, close quote, in all the samples, while pork DNA was found in 11 samples and cattle DNA in seven. Regardless, it's safe to say that perhaps some qualified scientists need to weigh in on this issue. New section, Subway's response to the lawsuit what does Subway have to say? Subway has predictably denied the claims about its tuna not being real tuna. In an email to the New York Times, a Subway spokesperson wrote, open quote, there simply is no truth to the allegations in the complaint that was filed in California. Subway delivers 100% cooked tuna to its restaurants, which is mixed with mayonnaise and used in freshly made sandwiches, wraps, and salads that are served to and enjoyed by our guests, close quote. Subway has been running campaigns to try to reassure customers that the tuna sandwiches they order are indeed made from tuna. After discussing conflicting lab results in the previous section of this article, Subway just could be telling the truth. Next section, implications for Muslims. Practicing Muslims are probably alarmed by the doubts cast on the ingredients that make up the tuna salad and Subway sandwiches, and understandably so. With Islamic dietary rulings, it is important for Muslims to know with certainty what meat they are consuming in order to determine whether or not they can consider it to be halal. All of the previously delighted Muslims who had settled to cater tuna subs from Subway for their next masjid event, instead of fighting over halal, Zabiha halal and hand-cut Zabiha halal, are getting ready to draw out their butcher knives for battle. Forget moonsiding wars, we're moving into meat slaughtering wars now. On an individual level, there must be sirens going off in Subway-subsisting readers' heads right now. Did I eat pork or alien sandwiches for lunch every day this week? I jest, but the fact remains that it is crucial for a company to be, first, aware of what foodstuffs they are selling to, open quote, prevent and detect food adulteration, close quote, and second, to transparently and honestly disclose what foodstuffs they are selling to their customers whether customers' dietary restrictions stem from religious beliefs, personal preferences, ecological ethics, or health concerns like, open quote, fish allergies, close quote. Since many of us are incredibly far removed from the original sources of the food that we eat every day, we have to rely on the regulation of the food industry to ensure we know what we are purchasing and then consuming. Let's take a quick spiritual sidestep here. I know there are readers who are so frustrated that yet another food might be haram after all. Honestly, I also had a major sandwich artist eye roll when I was asked to write this article. The halal haram debate can get exhausting and overwhelming, but it's due to the nature of the way food is produced and consumed in our times. The dietary restrictions Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed on his believers are not extensive or complicated. However, the reality that so many of us are so far removed from our food cultivation and creation makes the halal haram issue a problem because it necessitates extra investigation and care when it comes to purchasing and consuming food. If it takes a little extra effort to stay obedient to Allah's divine rules, we can hope for an even greater return for our obedience. Final section. So, what next? The plaintiffs on the case filed a third amended class action lawsuit on November eighth, twenty twenty one, against the fast food franchise. After a federal judge dismissed two previous lawsuits, we'll have to wait and see how the lawsuit unfolds and if any further investigations provide a conclusive answer. If the testing results from the lawsuit are legitimate and sufficient, could the issue? stem from food handling practices within subway franchises themselves rather than an issue in the production of the tuna? Regardless, what should Muslims observing Islamic dietary rules do in the meantime when it comes to subway tuna sandwiches? For now, you can consult a local or trusted scholar if this issue is relevant to you. We consulted Muslim Matters's resident scholar, Sheikh Yahya Ibrahim, and he has recommended that Muslims should, open quote, avoid eating Subway tuna for now due to cross-contamination and possible mislabeling of items, close quote, because, open quote, the principle with meat is that it's haram unless known to be halal, close quote. I also contacted American meat expert Sheikh Hamza Maqbool, at H-W-M-A-Q-B-U-L on Twitter from Halal Food Standards Alliance of America, H-F-S-A-A or Hafsa for his opinion. Sheikh Hamza said that he avoids Subway as a rule altogether due to open quote contamination issues. One set of gloves easily touches pork and lettuce several times alternatingly. Changing gloves for a new sandwich will not undo that contamination, close quote. Ouch. My 17-year-old self is shook in hindsight. Maybe I wasn't being overdramatic about those ham juices. After hearing these opinions, if Subway tuna sandwiches are the love of your life, I'm sorry you have to go through this painful breakup. At the end of the day, I'm just glad that Muslims aren't the only ones making a big stinking tuna about this issue. For many others are also disconcerted by the possibility of not knowing exactly what they're eating. Becoming more conscious about where food comes from, how it is processed, how we procure it, the environmental costs of food production and health concerns are becoming mainstream issues in America. For myself personally, I feel called to relearn and refresh my understanding of the basics of Islamic dietary rulings and think critically about how those rules function in the real world. If there's cross-contamination in subway restaurants between meat and vegetables in its preparation, what about pizza places and other restaurants? It might be time for me to start asking detailed questions when I'm thinking of eating out at any particular restaurant, and perhaps I won't be so timid or anxious about it now that I'm older. I thought the Subway tuna scandal was just another scandal that would tornado through the Muslim community and be one I could mostly disregard, but it may have opened up a can of tuna, and perhaps rightfully so. If you're also looking to learn more about the fiqh food, check out these resources listed below. This resource list can easily be found in the article on muslimmatters.org. One, an audio recording from Sheikh Yasir Qadhi's Al-Maghir class on the fiqh food and clothing, precious provisions. Two, a recorded seminar from Sheikh Hamza Makbul, Halal Matters, Clarity Amidst Controversy. Three, the website for Halal Food Standards Alliance of America, or HAFSA. And four, is kosher meat halal. A Comparison of the Halakhic and shari Requirements for Animal Slaughter by Sheikh Yasser Qadi. P.S. If you're hankering for a 100% no doubt halal tuna sandwich right about now and don't know where to find one, try my family's favorite mayo-free tuna salad recipe from the Serious Eats website at home. A detailed list of sources and footnotes can also be found in the article published on muslimmatters.org. Hey everyone, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow us online on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram on our handle, Muslim Matters. And check out our site daily at MuslimMatters.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next one, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh